Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. When you love meat, you find a way to take it with you everywhere you go, especially when it comes to getting outdoors. That's why Smithfield has so many high-quality, delicious meats that are perfect for any outdoor adventure. Whether the park you're headed to is a national park or just the one down the street, like Smithfield marinated roasted garlic and cracked black pepper fresh pork tenderloin, expertly seasoned for on-the-go flavor, or prime fresh smoked ham that'll have you building on-the-go sandwiches packed with flavor. Smithfield Extra Meaty Back Ribs bring hand-selected perfection to the backyard, and Smithfield Anytime Favorites will help you take the ham you savor to the places you love. From diced ham that'll turn any picnic into an outdoor feast, to hickory smoked boneless ham steaks that are the perfect cap to any hike. The great outdoors just got greater with Smithfield. For the love of meat. Okay, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Nomad Strength Show. Ross Hillier, your host, and we are going to uh, get into some fun stuff today as it relates to training. It's been a little bit since we've done that with one of these solo episodes, and one of the things that uh, has actually been addressed or you know asked of me to address in the last couple of weeks, uh, just because of what time of year it is, is the question, what am I doing or what would I recommend for uh, a training protocol leading into fall hunting season, specifically uh, September, where guys are doing a lot of elk hunting, and into October and later on through the year, um, because that that's coming around a lot sooner uh, than we tend to want, want to believe. Uh, and so, if you haven't started doing some kind of training prep or uh, getting yourself in mountain shape, you know, hopefully you're hearing this, and this is the kick in the pants that you need to get going on some stuff because right now you're already looking at less than 12 weeks away uh, in most instances for um, for a good hunting prep type of time period. And so we're going to get into a couple of those things today, kind of what I'm planning on doing or what I have been doing uh, and some recommendations I have um, because I understand that you know a lot of people that listen to this aren't out west like I am. And so getting up and hiking high high peaks and doing that as prep isn't necessarily feasible for a lot of people because maybe where you live there just aren't any. Um, and so especially if you plan on coming out west to hunt, there's all kinds of things that I think you should be able to uh, add into your training to help with that when you get out here so you're not shell-shocked um, by how different it is if you're from the south or from uh, the midwest or out east or something like that where uh, it's not the same type of terrain. And that's just, you know, I, I would be the same going out and, and sitting in a stand. That would take some actual training for me to be able to do that because I'm very fidgety. And uh, going and sitting in a stand for 10 plus hours a day is not something I think I'd be able to do without some proper preparation. So we're going to get into some of that, uh, what, it, what I'm doing specifically. And uh, before we get into all that, I just want to make sure you guys uh, check out the Patreon channel for, or the Patreon group. I don't know if it's called a channel or a group or whatever it is, but the Patreon for the podcast, we just launched it a couple weeks back. Uh, 
lots of cool exclusive content we're putting in there, including the patron-only podcast called Unplugged, which is another weekly episode. Uh, so there'll be, you know, if you're a patron, you would get three weekly episodes from the show, two on the main feed, which everybody gets, and then the third episode that uh, is a patron-only show, which is pretty fun because we can get into some things that uh, maybe don't necessarily fit the tone of this show or, you know, just some things that I want to talk about. Uh, maybe on a whim, I've already recorded a couple of them that are kind of just, hey, I want to talk about this right now. I'm just going to record it. So it's really fun. Uh, it's it's something that I've been wanting to do for a while, and that is uh, over at patreon.com slash show. Go check it out in the different tiers that are available. If you want to choose to support the show financially, I always appreciate that. So um, go check it out. So let's get into this. With things related to hunting and training for hunting, there's a couple of things that a lot of people will um, gravitate towards, and some and, and actually in several conversations that I've had on the podcast with uh, with some guys that are backcountry hunters, they tend to fall into one of two camps as it comes to training for the mountains. And I always find it really interesting. I tend to float towards one of them. and uh, But not to say that either is you know better. It's just going to be a matter of what can you do, what is going to be the best for you. So the two camps are really going to be um, you have to do hikes in the mountains as prep for hiking in the mountains. And the other camp is if you're in shape and you're fit and you're strong, you know, you can be fine and, and get up and hike in the mountains. I tend to float towards the I, I want to be up in the mountains hiking. And yes, for the training part of it, um, for the actual preparation of doing the thing that I'm going to be doing, I enjoy that. Uh, but also, um, if you have the ability why wouldn't you go do it to at least get familiar with maybe the area that you're going to be hunting? You know, if it's a scouting trip or anything like that, you can just get used to being out in nature and hiking and putting a lot of uh, hours and time on your feet, which um, we've talked about this as it relates to, you know, long endurance races even, or uh, like Spartan races or any of these other kind of things. The number one thing that people tend to, or, or the number one thing that people tend to not realize and then it hinders them is they just have not spent enough time on their feet and, and getting up and, and doing a, you know, a Spartan race that's going to last several hours. People just haven't ever put that kind of mileage on their feet. And that's a lot of times what happens when people get up in the mountains and it prevents them from going back as far as they could go or want to go. And, and, you know, if you're a hunter, you know, that the farther away you get from a road, the more chances you're going to have at seeing something and let alone maybe taking a, taking a shot on something. And so uh, that's one of my main things is just spend time on your feet, get those uh, steps up. And if you're not going to be able to get into the mountains and hike, which that would be one of the things that I would recommend at least once a week, um, get up and put a pack on and load it up a little bit and just go hike for a couple of hours and get some time on your feet. If you can't do that, then and I guess this isn't an instead of, but you should also be doing this every other day. It's just increase your, uh, your daily activity level through normal steps. Like you should be in the, you know, 10,000 is like the bare minimum, in my opinion, especially if you're going to be hiking and, and moving around a lot throughout the day, you need to get your feet used to being up for that long. And so I would say, you know, 15 to 20,000 would be like the ideal range. And that seems like a lot, but when you can break that up into several things, I mean, you can get up in the morning and take a 30 minute walk, do one uh, in the middle of the day, do a longer one in the evening and come pretty close to, uh, 
to hitting those numbers. And it's not a huge time commitment where you have to spend two hours at once. Uh, there are ways to break it up where you could take, you know, a 10 to 15 minute walk every two hours. I mean, you could, there's, there's ways to do this where, uh, you can accumulate more time on your feet. And that is really going to make a big difference when you're up, uh, hiking the, a couple of the people that kind of prescribe to the, you know, hiking as is the best form of training. Um, we've had two of them on the podcast, Ryan Lampers, Zach Owens, both of them are huge proponents of, I got to be up in the mountains and hiking. And that's going to, that's going to be the best way to train for being in the mountains. And, uh, I tend to actually agree. I, I, I float towards that. Um, I float towards that ideal. And that's just from personal experience. I, I know that the years that I have put more time in hiking prior to hunting season, I felt better during the hunts and I was able to, um, get back farther, hike higher, uh, not, and not worry about myself being able to get out. And that's a big part of it as well. It's just the confidence part and trusting your body to be able to get out, especially if you get something you need to pack it out. So that's going to be one thing. Now, I understand that not everybody lives in an area where hiking is like a, an, an option. You may live like in the Midwest where you can see um, from the middle of Iowa all the way to Texas because there's nothing higher than <laughs> like tall buildings on your way there. And so... Um, for those purposes, there are a couple of things that I, that I would recommend um, building up leg strength, endurance, and lung capacity. The number one thing that I found to to be the best substitution, I know a lot of guys like just like box step ups, um, which you know I'm not necessarily against. Or a lot of guys will do something on a like a stair climber in a normal gym. But the number one thing that I have found to be the most beneficial as a substitute is just plain old walking lunges. Um, it's the most similar feeling I've had to like hiking on an incline is is getting that extension in a hip like you would doing walking lunges and you can and I would actually recommend not loading these especially for a while because I recommend doing these in longer distances something like 400 to 800 meters you're obviously going to build yourself up but start with at least uh you know three to four hundred meters you know once around a track is usually my go-to prescription to start and you can hit that several times a week even especially if you live in a town where there's a high school where there's a track you know and you don't even need that just like I think the the, the average time for a 400 is usually somewhere between like 12 and 15 minutes for most people who haven't done it a ton. So you could just walk around your yard and lunge for 12 to 15 minutes. I mean, there are ways to, to remove these barriers to be able to do this kind of stuff. Um, but walking lunges are probably my go-to substitution if I'm in a place where I, I'm not able to hike regularly or ruck or do anything like that. And, and it's, outside of training for hunting, probably one of my favorite conditioning methods also that there is. And the, and I'm, and I'm pretty sure I've talked about this on, on other podcasts, but the, the way that my knees and my low back feel when I'm doing tons of lunging is light years better, um, than when I don't. And, and when I'm in those modes, I usually will do it, you know, three up to four times, maybe more a week, um, which seems like a ton, but just like anything, you'll get used to that volume and your legs and your low back and the connective tissue in your hip, all of that will be, um, amazingly strong and and feel great and especially if you're hiking up a mountain with a pack or and with a gun or with a bow like you want hips and low back to feel strong and feel good because if those go out early it's going to be a pretty miserable existence and you probably end up having to cut a hunt short than or shorter than you want to so um lunges are going to be 
my number one substitute for that. Uh, a couple of the other things that I like to focus on this time of year is uh, grip strength. I do a lot of grip work anyways, but um, lots of carries, lots of uh, stuff with kettlebells where that's not surprising, but um, open palm stuff on a sandbag, like open hand rows on a heavy sandbag. Uh, there's all kinds of grip things, hanging stuff. I just really like to build up grip strength that time of year or this time of year more so than than other times a year um i'm still doing some jujitsu throughout the week for extra conditioning um but really like with the three things that i've talked about so far the main focus coming into hunting season is going to be grip hips and feet um if i have those feeling really really good and i'm doing the conditioning through hiking and jujitsu and whatever like i'm going to be in a pretty decent uh pretty decent shape by the time that that hunting season comes around i'm also doing a lot with uh, breath stuff not surprisingly um, i'm doing a lot of training in nasal breathing only throughout workouts uh, that is one of the things that has made a huge difference while hiking is focusing on nasal breathing while hiking you're able to go farther especially if you've trained that capacity leading up to hikes um, if you're panting and mouth breathing and and just gassed you know a quarter of the way up a mountain it's not going to get any better the more you go but if you can delay that by nasal nasal breathing and building that bigger engine, it's just going to make for a much better experience. So that would be one of the main things I would encourage is to start training in nasal breathing for many, many, many other reasons. But uh, as specific to this, uh, do as much as you can nasal breathing only and only let yourself go to the mouth breathing when it's absolutely necessary. Uh, you're going to end up building bigger capacity, bigger a, a bigger engine, truly, and that's going to make a difference when it comes up on the mountain. So um, those are a couple of the like main things. So as a little bit of a recap, uh, kind of the three, I guess four if you count the breathing, but grip, hips, and feet are are huge. Um, focuses for me this time of year uh that's mainly because of my needs but i tend to recommend similar things during this time of year like be on your feet a lot like i said get at least ten thousand a day uh steps try to do as much ruck work or hiking as you can you know it, you know i would say at least once a week throughout the summer uh to get ready for especially if you're going to be mountain hunting out west um do a lot of grip work work on your hips through things like lunges um low back work deadlifts kettlebell swings lots of core strength stuff um is all going to tie into making your hips really strong uh and then working those breath work protocols nasal breathing and uh getting really good at extending out your capacity on the mountain while you're hiking is going to be is going to be huge for your endurance and that's going to make a going to make it easier to go farther and higher b it's going to make that whole experience a lot more enjoyable you're not going to be you know you're still probably going to be pretty wrecked because that's just how it goes you're going to be tired you're going to be sore uh but that's hunting that's suffering right that's just what it is um but if you can push that off and feel better throughout that process that's you know that's just going to make the whole trip even better even if you don't come out with something which that's obviously uh the main goal of of going back is to come back with food but you know, if you can if you can feel good in your body and trust your body to do all that kind of stuff, it even it even makes the the fruitless, I guess you could say, trips uh, still worth it. And uh, there's a lot of other things to that, but um, that's going to do it for this. I hope this you know this was pretty condensed. That was a pretty quick way we've we've gone through this, but I hope that this was helpful. I can go more in depth in any of this if anybody has any questions. Um, we're actually going to do the 
the podcast in the Patreon this week is going to be a little bit more of a specific gear type breakdown that I'm going to do uh, with the stuff that I like and leading into hunting season, things that I'm trying out. So uh, if you want a part of that, make sure you go check over the Patreon and, uh, and get access to that. So that's going to do it for this one today. I appreciate all of you guys, and I'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.